1: Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today
2: with Byte. Hello, hofflings, It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by...
3: Jeremy Cobb, but Lobin of Roxley calls me the Dread Pirate Cobberts. That the is a Dread great nickname.
2: Pirate Cobberts?
3: Whoa. That's a great nickname. It's a phenomenal Whoa. nickname. That has to be a future. That has to be a future The then. Dread Pirate Cobberts? Yeah, that is <laughs> If has we ever do be. a Princess Bride episode, absolutely. Yeah, I think we have to. Okay,
2: yeah. perfect. Well, Prince if Surprise, I could give inspiration,
3: episode. I would give Lobin of Roxley inspiration for that one. That's like, that's great. <laughs> and then I tried to shoot <laughs> Kevin Costner. This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon.
2: Full Prince vibe? Woof.
3: Let's <laughs> make them even more black. Does have an alligator with a pistol in it, though. The brand new yeah. Yeah. On a nat 20. No
2: and i love it <laughs> we about to get into something real big now right. why don't we just say i feel like the thing we we underestimate our power i think we should just say robin of loxley the next game you, Robin, lobin of roxley lobin of roxley yeah uh, the, the next game you play in uh, you have inspiration as granted to you by the three black halflings mm-hmm. uh if, feel free to play this to your dm uh, and this will this this clip is exchangeable for you Yes. uh to have inspiration and uh if your dm has a problem with it uh tell your dm to listen to three black half legs
3: yeah um they can uh, come answer that's, to that's, us and if they, they don't want to answer, answer to us, us they yeah. can answer to jamal
2: and they yes. don't want to do and that trust you do not you do not want to do that <laughs> um so anyway me and jeremy are here uh unfortunately liv couldn't join us because uh tech technically issues had, uh, <laughs> had to answer to jamal to jamal and uh, well we'll see know, her again we'll someday ho- hopefully Hopefully they may yeah. be a very different she may be a very different person honestly uh, yeah uh, going to talk to Jamal is a is a whole process so uh, mm. there we go uh, but no we thought we would do some more questions uh, um because we there's been so many uh, over in the discord and uh, frankly uh we have not done enough of them but but before we uh, go any further and before we dive into the questions, I just wanted to do a couple of little housekeeping ebits bits up at the top of the episode here, uh, which is to say make sure that you are over on the Three Black Halflings Patreon if you're enjoying the new Cub and the Caterpillar. Not Cub and the Caterpillar. Oh, I knew I was going to do that. I had it written down and I knew I was going to do it. Like, I oh, knew I was no. going to do it. <laughs> If you're enjoying the Curse of the Spider Queen uh, actual play series as DM'd by the incredible Jeremy Cobb, uh, as there is currently more episodes, as of the time of recording, uh, available on the feed and the uh, Wagadu watches, which are the actual play talkback episodes, uh, which are also available. Uh, I just wanted to do that and also to shout out our merch because uh, we have had so many people uh, jump on in and grab themselves some of these sweet, sweet Outlaws and Obelisks trading cards. Mm. And I do not want people to miss out uh, because we do have a limited number of them. I think we've sold like we're approaching like half of the stock that we have so like yeah so like genuinely if you want these like go get them now um because uh they will you will not be able to get them and these are going to be like limited editions yeah because we know that's how you know i know the bitcoins and i think (laughs) if you have less of them they're more valuable so (laughs) folks that's these There's I just Bitcoin want to shout out are
3: your merch <laughs> I just want to shout out I just want to shout out Tank again for their incredible oh, work Tank. on those posters. Um that was this was like a huge project that I had originally conceived uh as just a present for the players. And then yep. we were like, wait, we can also maybe these are so good. People, other people are gonna want to see these. Uh it was it was supposed to just be a thank you to the cast of Outlaws and Obelisks, but like Tank, yep. Tank gave us some truly Stunning uh, art, like Tank I, gave uh, us,
2: I think, some of the best work I've seen. Like, I, I'm, I'm yeah. not exaggerating. Like, some of the best CGRPG work I've seen. It's incredible.
3: Yeah, like. Pfft. Like, I, I went into it, my, my philosophy, my mentality was, I want to be able to have, for each character, a poster that when an audience member looks at it, you could look at it and listen to the character's theme song, and it would make sense.
2: Mm. Like, you would, you just
3: look at it and mm. be like, ah, yes, all of this makes sense, I understand something about this character, by looking at this poster. And boy does it. Oh, uh, yeah. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Ugh. it's so good.
3: So yeah. so good. They're full of personalities, so so well executed, uh stylistically interesting as well. Each one is in a slightly different style. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of inspired by uh for the most part uh western posters, some of them specific movies. Uh except for Hoosier's poster which is more uh inspired by um oh, now I can't even remember the name uh the genre. Um uh the cultivation fantasy uh posters that we were able to find. Uh but yeah, it's it's yeah. Please Boy, go, was go, so go look at them and buy them. So-
2: so 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 good so so good um, yes. and so uh, Jeremy I don't know if you uh, know uh, this because it might have been something I stated when we did the last question uh, time with uh, with uh, Liv uh, but uh, have a question oh no we did I'm sure we've done the, one of this we ask each other a question at the end uh, mm, so we yes. do some of the questions and then we have a question ready so just think of a question um, can be anything that you uh, like I do have one question though if I may mm. just to start us off on a tangent because why wouldn't we of course have you checked out the Lord of the Rings TV show yet
3: yes I tweeted about it uh, the other day as of I mean
2: look I'll be honest yes. I saw the tweet I I knew you watched it so I just that's the, real, that's the <laughs> reason should... I
3: it. <laughs> it's good dude it's really <laughs> really good Bro.
2: I am losing my damn mind. Okay, I've just moved to a new house which already has surround sound installed. I have an Ooh. OLED TV so I can watch it in full UHD. You should ask Jade the hoops that I jumped through in order to watch it in full UHD was wild, but it was worth it because this is it is genuinely art. Like, the framing, the, mm. the the shots, I don't even care if you hate the narrative, if you think the script is dumb and you don't like any of the actors, fine. But objectively, this thing is gorgeous. Like, yeah. go- like st- every, this, I didn't know what a billion pounds looked like, because I couldn't conceive of a number so big. I now know what it looks like. It looks like mm. this show. I can believe they spent a billion pounds on this thing, because yeah. it looks phenomenal.
3: Honestly, I think it looks better than the Hobbit movies, especially the first one where they were trying to do the 60 FPS thing. hundred
2: percent. Certainly in terms of
3: the the makeup, like the orcs in this look so much better than the CGI orcs they had to use in the Hobbit
2: so and also I think um, I would go as far to say that like I think they've done a really genuinely good job with uh, kind of re uh, writing a lot like you know reworking some of the slightly stickier tropes that we've just display- explained a lot on this just mm-hmm. in terms of design I'm not talking about anything else that's a conversation definitely for another time in terms of you know working with Tolkien's work and stuff but just even from the design like I think the orcs look much more like nondescript not black mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean like um, they don't all have cockney accents. Sense, um <laughs> which helps <laughs> you know um but i the, the main reason i bring this up is just because i just wanted an excuse to talk about how just stunning it is um yeah. and also uh just to say that it is now my goal is to have every single black cast member from that show on this <laughs> one uh, i can't have remember to have lenny henry oh we have to have lenny henry we have have the black half he is the black halfling now but the but the 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 the, i can't remember the name of the actress someone please correct me but the the lady who plays the the like dwarf queen oh that's so good oh
3: bro the singing oh yes
2: oh Uh, Oh, the scene with
3: her and durin uh what reminded me a lot of the scene between rafa and his wife yes, uh, when we did, <laughs> yes i was sitting absolutely. there like, like wow yeah this is
2: the same dynamic <laughs> this is the same dynamic this is the same dynamic i love the fact they brought like big black couple energies into that yes. <laughs> into that scene it was great um and the only other bit i wanted to point out just because it was one of my probably one of my favorite things that's ever happened watching a program with jade is um Uh, I won't, this is no spoilers for anyone but there's a scene involving a chain hitting an orc in the face Mm -hmm. and it's like it kind of happens in the background and it is the dopest thing it's like the (laughs) and to the point where jade went oh as it was (laughs) happening like it was like because you could kind of see it kind of coming and it was just like oh shit like this Mm -hmm. is really cool um so yeah i've been losing my damn mind watching lord of the rings i think it is stunning yeah stunning uh and uh i'm now absolutely desperate to be in it even if it's like a, i will be an extra i don't give a crap I they should have just- all
3: three blood they should have all of the black halflings all Mm -hmm. of us just appear in the background of like one scene with the heart
2: i might just have to edit myself into it so i can kind (laughs) of pretend that i'm
3: there spend an obscene amount of time like uh, you me it's you me unati and Liv just chilling talking about like whatever uh navar like walks in at the end uh and then there's like another scene yeah there's another (laughs) scene where like joan is there with like a half elf uh with just like yeah and then and then it just
2: cuts to it cuts to sauron and like, like his minions, and then in the back you just see the outline of a very short afroed uh, person, just like behind Sauron, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, just like we'll just have Jamal in there secretly. Um, so, Jamal yeah. is Sauron. Jamal is Sauron. Sauron has a afro when he takes off the big spike, spiky helmet. So, um, yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a fun visual for you. Um Jeremy, why don't you uh hit us with the the uh with the question there? What so, have you got for us?
3: Yes, our first question is from Pomegranate. Thank you, Pomegranate, hey, for your question. Pomegranate, how's it going? Yeah, hope you're doing well. Um, what would be your pitch to a fellow POC who is questioning whether or not to start playing D&D, but is apprehensive about playing because of the game's origins?
2: Yo. I, okay. Good question. Good question. Um, very extremely valid. Uh, I have actually been having quite a few conversations with people, um, about kind of interacting with materials, which are hella problematic and like, whether they are, whether like, they can enjoy them or whether that's, you know, right or whatever. And I think that ultimately the thing for me is I'm like, I always kind of it's a bit like uh, um, doing like uh, lovecraft country, right? Um mm-hmm. springs to mind for no reason whatsoever. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's a bit like the re the kind of reclaiming of that work feels more powerful for me than just kind of like pretending it's not there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. like because there is no getting away from the impact of uh, Lovecraft on. Like modern, like horror and pop culture, and the same goes for D and D. Like I feel like it's pretty hard to play a game, uh a TTRPG uh, that's set in like a fantasy world, and do you know what I mean with, that won't have some imprints of D and D within it. Mm-hmm. um So, like for me, I'm like. I think there is something quite powerful to like reclaiming it and using it to tell the story for you, something that makes you feel seen within the game, something that makes that feel makes you feel empowered. Um, Like that's kind of like where I, I land on it. Um, Mm. And I think that the other bit of thing before I throw it to you, Jeremy, I would just say just like finding the right group is key. Right. Finding a group where you feel safe and like, especially if you're not going to GM, uh, but finding a group where you feel safe, where you can really clearly lay out any, uh, lines and veils and things like that, that you have like topics you don't want to just like touch on. Um, like then I absolutely think that, uh, if you if you find that group then i don't think that you'll run into that many problems with especially with like 5th edition uh dnd as like after like you know things like uh tasha's and the um, mm-hmm. most recent modern kindan stuff I, like i said i think i think it, it gets rid of a lot of the legacy stuff that might give you give you the ick uh when you're starting out so uh yeah uh, reclaim find a good group and use all of the new uh stuff that's been given up that's what that's that's my long-winded answer what about mm. you jeremy what do you say
3: uh, i agree with what you said i think it really comes down to the individual person uh certain things certain people are going to be more bothered by the fact that the the game has negative roots than others mm. i do kind of feel like it's uh i think the biggest issue with my biggest issue with D is actually not that it had those roots to begin with because i don't Maybe because I didn't grow up in the 70s, but I don't get the impression that the 70 that D&D was so regressive for its era compared like for its era. Uh, mm, I suspect mm, mm. that a lot of things that you could have engaged with in the 70s and 80s would have had a similar vibe. Uh, sure. Would have had some similar issues uh, and same thing with people that doesn't mean that those issues don't matter my biggest issue with D&D is the the, the, the slowness to change a lot of those mm, things sure. um, but I think it really comes down to a personal preference personal decision um, if you are uncomfortable like engaging with a game that has in its lore, uh, which again you do not have to use, but in its lore or sometimes built into the mechanics, a lot of uh, a lot of racist or colonialist issues and ideologies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. The then part, yeah. okay, I do think at that point you are writing off potentially quite a lot of other things that aren't even D anD D, because like we've yeah, talked about, was, yeah. No. We both love the Lord of the Rings movies, but those have a lot of the same issues. Uh, you could you could go through a lot of different things. They embedded uh, some of those
2: issues. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, you could go through a lot of different things. That doesn't mean that uh, you have, like obviously it's each person to their own. Uh, but yes, I think it's like, I, I think there is something to be said for uh, reclaiming those things and, and being like, Hey, I'm specifically going to intentionally run a game that subverts those things or just saying, Hey, I like the framework and idea of the game uh divorced from all of the other stuff that i don't like and i'm just gonna run the game with the stuff that i want in it and and throw out the stuff that i don't want uh mm. which is a very valid way to play the game to the point that it's kind of encouraged in the rule book so
2: yeah yeah, yeah that's what I'd I also, just give I'd it a try also, see what see if yeah. you like it i'd also throw out that maybe there is a uh if you're Listening to this show, uh, as you are, uh, and asking this question, um, I would suspect that you probably have already come up against, like m- m- you've already heard of, or have seen, or whatever. Most of the kind of like really dodgy stuff do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and have already like talked to it through or or spoken about it or you know what i mean like heard an opinion or whatever of it so like i don't think there's going to be like a whole lot that's going to like surprise you or like be like super triggering if that's what i'm saying like if you've listened to the show if you're engaging with this conversation i feel like you're probably you've probably heard a lot of the worst of it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um And like, so, so therefore like, I just say, you know, just to throw it out is that like, you you probably won't find anything that you're going to be like, Oh no, what? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you'll probably be okay. Like looking through the book and stuff and be like, Oh yeah, I kind of knew that was in here. Or I knew that was in here. And do you know what I mean? Because you've, you know ingested some of their stuff so uh yeah. just, just to throw that out as well that's
3: yeah it. i think so i guess the short answer would be or at least for me my pitch is hey look i really enjoy playing this game there's some aspects about its history and about the way that some people play the game that i personally don't like but i don't include those things and mm. we don't have to worry about them yeah and that's what that's what that would be my pitch and Hell it's yeah. if if that bothers if the fact that the game has been associated with those things really really bothers somebody then yeah there's probably other games that that would be better suited for that person.
2: Heck yeah, go play Wonder Home. I love that game. I, yeah, it's, the game's uh, great. Just, just looking at the book. Go play
3: Paradox perfect.
2: perfect. Go play Paradox Perfect. Yeah. Go play. Your history, uh, literally. Maybe
3: Pathfinder. I hear again. We still so we got to play more Pathfinder. We got to uh, play more Pathfinder. Go go play we Call have. of Cthulhu. Uh, Harlem yeah. Unbound. If yeah. you want to. If you want um, to
2: again comes up for no real reason anyway uh yeah. next question jeremy
3: <laughs> next question is from fee thank you fee
2: fee uh
3: sadly they asked this question and they don't appear to have been joined by their siblings Fifo Fo, and fum oh uh which okay. is unfortunate yeah, but uh, also
2: also good for you you know fee, fee has for, struck out for, on their own for, yeah for like making something uh you know doing something on your own i love that yeah i love thank that you fee you.
3: Thank uh you for- what uh, they ask? Would you guys support an effort to rewrite the monk in Five E with the Acrobat?
2: I mean, I will always support any homebrew yeah. <laughs> homebrew attempts. <laughs> like, okay, like you're I trying would, to fix like, it. Go
3: for it. Give it a shot. Please,
2: yeah, hell yeah, please. I mean, I'd prefer someone to start with fixing um, the way of the four elements.
3: <laughs> like,
2: that would be my if, if I. If I can put a request in, yeah, someone go fix that because I want to be Avatar in yeah. D&D and I can't because it sucks.
3: Well, really I think I think that they are specifically referring to the the uh, orientalist aspects of the ah. class. I think that's kind of what they mean—the sure. the just real crappy orientalist stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So making it less uh, uh, about like kind of faith and uh, and all of that kind of weirdness, which you should go and check out by the way. Our episode with uh, James Hodes because uh, yeah, James says it. Uh, it far we did far more more than I We did. <laughs> we did, two, we two did of them. do did. It was a lot to dig into. Yeah, it was a lot. It to was dig a into. long. Rec- <laughs> yeah. but a it lot was. of fun and it, it was. was very good it was a lot it was really, of yeah, it was really was great good. it was fantastic um yeah I, yeah absolutely yes yeah. is my answer to this i don't even need to expand just yes M- yeah make it less it. shitty
3: please <laughs> uh go take a look at the pugilist um we are mm. using the pugilist in our current season of uh tales of god who the curse of the spider queen it is a really really cool uh class that it's like a strength more like rough and ready version of the monk uh but Mm. also in some ways in terms of the subclasses at least very creative uh and you could easily like meet a lot of the same you could scratch a lot of the same itches that you Mm. get with the monk with this particular class uh so yeah and it even has some of the same abilities so i highly recommend checking out the I highly recommend checking out uh, the the Pugilist. But yes, I think both of our answer is yeah. Uh, yeah. The monk yeah. needs needs some fixin', yes. needs some fixin'.
2: It really does. It really does.
3: Um, next so question. Th- yes, next question. So this one is from Mrs. Mankey, a very frequent presence on the Discord. Thank What's you, Mrs. Up, Mankey. Mrs. Mankey? Mankey asks, "What is one change that you want from Wizards of the Coast in regards to D and D? It doesn't have to be a big change." Maybe it's a minor one like allowing Kenku to speak or more grungs shout out to Chen, the resident grung lover, Uh, Chen Chen's actual name on our discord now is Chen frog emoji resident grung lover and I'm looking into adding a discord role that is just frog squad. (laughs) And Chen is the only member. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really funny. Um I think
2: maybe uh Chen and then uh we should uh corral Caldwell into joining and Caldwell can also be a part of the frog squad (laughs) because I think that would be quite funny. Um uh do you wanna do you wanna go first on this one? Yeah. Um
3: uh my it's the same drum i've been beaten i think for a while now uh hire people of color and other other minority groups uh and put them in positions of power where they can actually make decisions uh and remove some if that requires you to remove one or two of the people who are at the top i mean i ain't gonna get into stuff but based on what i've heard about some of the people at the top, maybe one or two of them should be removed and should have been removed a while ago. Uh we are, we're not talking about that right now, but <laughs> the the uh I, I think that's the answer. I think that's that would solve so yeah. many other knock-on problems. It
2: would, it really honest. would solve any. Uh I will throw because I that was literally like my thing as well. I'll throw in a mechanical one. Um, uh like a mechanical change, just something that I would like uh to have. Um I would, what would I like? I would probably like to have more... No, I was gonna literally. I was gonna say more uh, uh, like draconic races, but then I was like, "Oh, we had Fisbans. That was the whole. That
3: was the whole Fisbans thing. Great.
2: Um, mechanically, I met the guy strike. who was the
3: leader on Fisbans. I don't Whoa, think he was there for cool. you, James Wyatt. He was at D and D in a castle. I don't oh, think he dope. was there. No, I don't know. He wasn't. Yeah, I don't. No. Th- I didn't even know when I met him that he worked for the Coast. I realized it during a conversation during which I said I was complaining about <laughs> exactly what I just said. And both Ooh. the other people in the conversation started acting very strangely. Uh, <laughs> and, and all like, started What's? looking at this one guy. <laughs> yeah, and then he eventually casually mentioned having done work with Wizards of the Coast, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of oh. awkward. But he's a okay. super nice guy, and he was, like, one of the lead... I think he was the lead guy on mm. Um And he actually... Well, good job, he, he explained... Yes, fantastic book. He explained to me that apparently... Fizbins was just meant to it was not meant to be like a rewrite of the Dragonborn. It was just an alternate version that you could use. So when I was like, "Hey, wait a oh. minute. The Fizzbin stuff is so much better than the player handbook <laughs> stuff. Why is that Fizzbin stuff not in the one D&D?" It's because I guess they want to keep the Fizzbin stuff as the Fizzbin stuff. I wish they would make it the the standard, but the uh, standard stuff, yeah. At but... least it's not being completely jettisoned. It's still there. It's yeah, just yeah, being yeah, kept yeah, yeah, to yeah. the side.
2: Mhm. True. Mm-hmm. Sure yeah that's fair that's mm-hmm. really fair um next ooh, question okay i will actually no oh. quickly i will throw out uh the one thing that i would really love them to add in is a few uh this is, again this is a drum that i've been banging for a while is uh more uh social interaction mechanics mm-hmm. not that you have to use them uh but just to uh support players who are less confident at a table uh mm-hmm. so that they can sort of uh enrich their role-playing experience um i think there's a lot of like i can think of a lot of things that we used to do at like drama school um you know that would where you could kind of like explain rather than like act something you know what i mean you could mm. like just like the ways that you could explain your intentions etc and i think that if there's a way of like re- rewarding that as well as like being you know doing a sort of grand speech or something uh, uh i think that would just be really really cool and it would be a great support to dms and players alike who are maybe more uh, rp shy uh than than the rest of us, so mm. yeah, that'd be a that'd be a thing that I'd love to for them to incorporate.
3: Oh, I think that's a great answer. uh Next question?
2: Yes, please.
3: Okay, this is from Leaves. Thank you, Leaves, for your question. Is that
2: with like multiple e's or is it just leaves? I just said it in a. Oh, very, you just said, it, said it. Okay, said I was it just checking leaves. that it wasn't like a leaves. No, I make it's, sure it's, to do the correct correct pronunciation. I answer.
3: yes, I respect it. It's actually Thank just spelled L-E-A-V-E-S. Uh, but leaves, hey leaves. leaves. Asks, hey, leaves. Leaves asks, what's your favorite animal fact? And I can maybe guess what Jaspers is. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's mine? I'm going to guess that Jaspers is uh, that humans have a natural fear of of snakes all but not just humans all primates have a natural fear of snakes that appears to be evolutionarily adapted for because they our ancestors were hunted by snakes and this is proven by the fact that the only and this is like you can take a baby primate of any species and and show a snake or snake like creature to it and they will usually have a fearful response Uh, the only then this has partially been proven also by the fact that That the only primates who generally lack this response are the lemurs of Madagascar because there are no snakes on Madagascar and so they have no need to fear them is that correct? Uh,
2: that is absolutely correct uh i was like racking my brains like what is my favorite thing and as soon as you start speaking i was like yep that's it i love that i love that fact mm-hmm. uh because it proves the fact that uh my uh fear of snakes is uh, it's, uh well you know i was born with it you know what i mean i i'm a primate what can i do um i know one of your favorites but i don't know if it's one that you'd pick
3: mm. um what's the one that you were thinking
2: The one that I was thinking is the way that uh, the peregrine falcon likes to uh, uh, take out its prey.
3: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Literally, falcons punch their prey in the head. Falcons
2: punch their prey in the head. And uh, it's quite a sight. Uh, I must say, and uh, just a really lethal and wild thing yeah. that, that, that they must have at some point realized they were going far too quickly <laughs> to grab, so they just thought, ah, eh, <laughs> screw it, I'll just punch it. <laughs> and they just dive bomb and punch... Punch their prey like yeah. ducks, like poor, poor ducks. Yeah.
3: There's a video, Jasper's referring to a specific video that I showed him of a duck, a mallard duck that's just sitting on the ground. And then out of nowhere, a blur appears Truly. on the screen, the like duck- RKO style. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like- literally out of nowhere. nowhere. This, the duck goes tumbling and then just flails for a while. And if you zoom in, or not zoom in, sorry, slow it down. Really, really slow, you can barely see that the blur is actually a peregrine falcon that flies in and basically punches the duck's head off. It's, uh, it's yeah, just like it's, whoa. Whoa, it's a lot. Surprisingly it's, gruesome.
2: It's it's yeah, it's
3: it's a lot. But anyway, uh, uh that is actually not my favorite animal fact. Hit me. I will say there is uh, there are probably several that I like more, but here is one that I like more. Um, I think Corvid intelligence is extremely interesting. And the, the basically that what I'm saying is uh, Corvids, which are uh, crows, ravens, blue jays, magpies, rooks. Uh, are all among the most intelligent of animals period uh they are crows magpies Jacked-les, and ravens as yes well. and jackdaws as well mm-hmm. uh crows ravens and ja- uh, ja- i know crows ravens and magpies all can imitate human speech uh very very well uh unnervingly well but the thing that i <laughs> that i find really really interesting uh most interesting about it is that they appear to be able to communicate full like elements of culture to each other uh there was an experiment done on at a u i believe it was at a university campus where they had uh certain they had a large population of i think crows and they would th- there were a couple of uh, test subjects who wore very specific outfits and a big like specific mask that they had and they would walk out and carry uh the corpses of dead crows Oof. And the crows would see them walk by carrying dead crows, and so whenever though whenever someone came out wearing those masks, the crows would dive bomb them uh, and harass them and try and get them to Whoa. leave because the crows recognized them as a threat but here's where it gets really, really interesting: They then waited a cu- at least one generation, possibly more than one generation of crows. And so where these crows have never actually seen these masks and then they had someone walk out wearing the masks and they still got dive bombed. Yo, which means that's that the wild. that means that the crows passed down a description the of knowledge. a threat to their what? kids, uh, da- like a couple of generations down the line. So that when their kids, their gr- grandkids or great grandkids looked down and saw the thing from the description from the legends Yo, of old, they were like Time the to legends
2: go? of old. Oh, my. That's <laughs> wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I would like to do something there right now. Which I want to call someone out right here right now. Brennan Lee Mulligan I'm calling on you right now to face off against my boy Jeremy Cobb <laughs> in an um actually about birds.
3: <laughs> about bird facts. <laughs> about bird facts.
2: Let's go. Put, put your money down on the table. Let's go. I'm happy to arrange this bout. I will I will contact Trap. We will. We make this happen. <laughs> we
3: will, I met somebody who's on the Dean uh, Dina Castle. I met somebody who has recently joined the. I'm um actually writing staff. We got to make this happen. Oh my uh, god! Yes, we have to make <laughs> this happen. To, bird, we'll facts, bird facts. Let's bird facts. go. Um facts. i
2: look just for this. Just. For, I'm. <laughs> I'm going out there in November. I will harass them. But then let's go. I'm ready yeah. to do this. Uh, let's do it
3: absolutely incredible I'm
2: calling you As, out mulligan we're calling we're calling mulligan out because yeah. i think that my boy can, lee mulligan i'm calling lee you mulligan. out lee mulligan uh, i reckon my boy can top you for bird facts so let's go let's Bring it on. go Bring next it question it on.
3: uh it'll be the bird brain i'm um, actually uh, <laughs> so this is from sev 219 sev 219 what's up 219 You. uh much better than sev 218 Here's the question. (laughs) 218 sucks. Yeah, screw that guy. Uh, Who, alive or dead, fictional or real, would you invite to play a TTRPG at your ideal slash fantasy table?
2: Whoa. Did we do? I feel like we've done this question with actual people. Mm. Am I right? I think we uh, have. We in a might have. Episode. We
3: might have. Yeah, like if you could pretty play pretty with one sure we person all who picked, would it be? like
2: Obama or something. <laughs> like I remember <laughs> at least me and Anati definitely picked Obama. <laughs> so I'm wondering whether we should do fantasy people because yeah, like fictional I characters? that's fictional characters because I just think I can think of like a ton of people like and I can also think of a ton that I wouldn't invite as well like. <laughs> Um, which I think is also kind yes. of fun Because I immediately, I don't know why the first person That came into my head, it, partly because Actually I was just watching some the other day I was introducing Jade to Dragon Ball Z And I was imagining <laughs> Goku uh, oh, No. But then I was like Goku would be a barbarian Because he'd be, he is way too Dumb to play anything else, because Goku Is thick, let's be mm-hmm. real He is not a smart, you know what I mean He yeah. doesn't, He. I don't think he'd do Well with having He's a, a bunch of spells to worry about Yeah, full himbo my problem then is is if he does get frustrated at any point or too into character, he may go saying and fuck up the table <laughs> mm. and the room and everyone sat around it. Like yeah. I do think. So what I'm saying is, but he'd bring I you think back. We, yeah, he definitely would, but it would, but it would take Balls. him a while. It, you know what I mean? It's a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm saying is, is that when picking your table, Jeremy. You need to consider your own safety yes. as a part of this. Yes, because no Batman uh, villains,
3: for example. That's what I'm
2: saying. The Joker would be terrible. Yes, <laughs> it would be a terrible person to just sit around a table with. Generally, let alone playing D&D with. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, from Dragon Ball Z, who else would be awful? Mm. Roshi. Oh, oh. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, the, yeah. w- the horniest bard
2: so so horny <laughs> and so inappropriate just all the time yeah <laughs> like
3: I feel like... like he would harass the other players it wouldn't yeah, even yeah, just yeah. be like uh, uh, wrote, being a little it creep. wouldn't be fun it'd be like oh he's straight up a problem however do you know who from
2: Dragon Ball Z I am going to take for my table right now
3: you know I'm taking
2: Piccolo you know uh, Piccolo oh, is coming in as my my edgy my edgelord rogue yeah <laughs> like, no question who grows Piccolo- like a heart of gold is- yeah absolutely piccolo is there dbz era piccolo
3: like mid to late dbz era piccolo not dragon ball era piccolo like not king piccolo you
2: know you know piccolo has turned up with fucking good snacks as well like a hundred percent can't he
3: yeah he can literally make food so yeah
2: but i think even outside of that i think piccolo is the kind he'd be like cool we're friends i feel like when you're in with piccolo you're Mm. in you know what i mean so i think he'd be bringing some good snacks to the table and some great I just love to see him play a real edgy rogue, just real, you know, like uh, broody, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't talk much, but when he does, everyone's like, oh shit.
3: Oh, that was good.
2: Oh, that was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at
3: first, he's like, this game is stupid. And then by the end of it, he's like, (laughs) so dramatically into it. Yeah. 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 Everybody's like crying at the table. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's
2: absolutely weeping. And he's using some of his magic to dance lights across the table. Yeah. Piccolo's in. Piccolo's in. Yeah. Uh, um, I completely
3: agree. You want to add? Uh ooh, I'm ah, I'm trying to think. So I'm trying to think, do I want somebody who would be a great dungeon master or do I want somebody who would just be, I think, like a great person to have at the table? I think you've got to play. I think you've got
2: to play in this. I think DMing for these fictional characters would be a
3: nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pick two people because I think they kind of serve the same function. Okay, Uh, Uh I'm going to pick Superman. I'm going to pick the MCU version of Captain America. I think I think either one of those guys would just be ideal. Because they're super nice.
2: Yep. They're yep, super yep.
3: nice, but they're also, mm-hmm. like, really enthusiastic. But yep. they're not going to take it too far. They're going to yeah. be, like, the kinds of people – they're the kind of player you always want. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. they're very willing to assume a leadership position, but I don't know that they would be, but they like – they wouldn't
2: overstep. Exactly yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. They're definitely. like, hey, let's
3: work together and do this. We can mm-hmm. do it. You know, mm-hmm. and they're going to make for some – they're going to be committed. Like, yes. I think, I yeah, I would love to see either one of those people play because the, the level of compassion and then depending on which version of Superman, he's also maybe like a super genius. So you have like a, the nicest super genius. Yeah. Playing a paladin probably,
2: uh, yeah. which would be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, having a super genius play a paladin. That would be dope. That would be dope. So yeah. yeah okay. Okay. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, Failing I'm, that
3: Peter Parker would be very cool because he's Peter very Parker funny be, and smart.
2: Yes. I was going to say, Peter Parker would definitely be uh, in with a shout. I think, I mean, just to stick with the MCU for a minute, Scarlet Witch would be so dope just because she could make stuff like actually happen with like the minis. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking we could literally have like a battle sequence with our (laughs) minis happening in front of us. That's kind of
3: cool. That would be extremely cool. That would be extremely cool. Also, I would be afraid of what would happen if like (laughs) if her character's family was threatened. I
2: (laughs) because all logic would go out of the window completely according to MCU writers. I um, what I would say is that I'm willing to trade that off for dope visuals. Whilst I'm like to see my mini off
3: your continued existence. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) but. But to see my mini do like a terrible reference but you know like the chess pieces in harry potter when oh, they like yeah. come alive like to yeah. see my mini when i like i describe you know what my character does see my mini then like run up and like decapitate a fit th- like a spider yeah. or something and chop all its legs off and then that just happens in front of me but like in a mini form or Oh. oh
3: like the show Yu Gi Oh, where they have the so actual cool. cards, like the figures show up. So cool! Bro. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be so cool. That bro. would be amazing. A
2: dra- little tiny dragon flying around the table.
3: Yeah, oh, or like on. you're standing on the platforms and like these gigantic, like full size dragons and stuff. I mean, like, quite honestly, she could probably make it so that
2: you were just in it, but yeah. you wouldn't actually be getting hurt. It would yeah. be that would be that. That's a pretty big argument for me. I'm not gonna lie. That <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to just tiptoe. I'm a. I'm willing for family to be a veil <laughs> for, <laughs> in order to do this so what we what we're saying is we cannot add we cannot add vin diesel to this table because oh no that's like i feel like that's immovable object versus yes um, unstoppable, unstoppable
3: force, force. yes <laughs> uh i fully agree i I think though that it would get really scary because like we enjoy imagining mm. the things in D and D, but bro, when you see like an actual seven foot tall mind flare, like with Ooh. its mouth o- appearing and like the tentacles flying, Snacking and you see one the of your friends carnage, brains, yeah, yeah, imagine, yeah. imagine like some of the scenes that we did in Outlaws and Obelisks, except <sighs> even if you know they can't hurt you, Seeing it's like Nebbit. alien isolation. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Seeing Nevit would be like
3: <laughs> like <laughs> just like whoa. oh god or budge's whole flashback
2: i think what it would have to be i think what it'd have to be scarlet witch i think would have to be the dm and it would have to be like she's really gonna like ease us in you know what i mean we're gonna start off in like a full wonder home situation where you're just in a fantasy land and it's like lovely and then i think like we very calmly uh, so, okay, so what I'm saying is, okay, I've nearly got my table. I think the last one that I need is some sort of therapist just to check in with everyone because we're going to be doing a very intensive game. Um, so I'm trying to think who would make if I'm a fantasy uh, or like whatever, who would make a good therapist? That's mm. what I'm going to mull over now. Maybe when you throw out another one, okay, who's going to be my fantasy therapist?
3: uh Here is the next question, then. I will move on to the next question while you think mm-hmm. that out. Is okay, that cool? okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Right, let's cool. Do it. Yeah, so, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. question is from Seamus. Thank C-Moose. you, Seamus. Uh, Seamus. Hello, Halflings. Thank you for creating such a wonderful podcast and amazing community. Thank you, uh, Seamus, for being a part of it. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Yeah,
2: thank you so much. You, that's, I, that's incredibly kind of you. And I'm uh, yeah. thank you. This is awesome.
3: Yeah. Comment more if you feel up to it. Um, I recently had to deal with a permanent, or I recently nearly had to deal with a permanent character death. What is a character that you've made, PC or NPC, whose death hit you the hardest? And what tips would you have for dealing with the deaths of characters? Whoa, lovely, lovely question. Well, I guess what what tips do you have, first of all, for dealing with it?
2: okay so for dealing with it uh there's two i'm gonna give two tips one for dm one for a player which is uh actually probably the same tip which is give that player space Mm -hmm. like uh dms please for the love of god just get rid of the rule book as written and give your player as much time as they need to like cap this moment you know what mm-hmm. i mean it is Send people invest yeah 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 people invest so much time and energy and effort into their characters and it is something that people look forward to like all day at like all week and whatever and i just think there is nothing worse than than the idea of like it being really unsatisfying and really unceremonious and very unepic the whole point of this is that everyone wants to go out like boromir Everyone mm. wants to be like, ah, oh! like every. Do you know what I mean? Make it yeah. as cool as possible, and let the player really go ham on how it happens. Um, even if it means a bit of shenanigans, you know. Like, obviously, they most likely they're going to be knocked out. They're going to be prone, mm. whatever. Like, if they want to get up and have one final swing with the bad guy, and do you know, what I mean? like whatever. That's yeah. Like, just do it. Just whatever is the most narratively satisfying. Just. Yeah. do it
3: maybe don't the have whole... them win the whole combat if if it's no, not... that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah no, still, reason...
2: it, it has to it has to have them end like they have to die
3: they, at the like end of this next few and with my like <laughs> uh what and i want to hit them and yeah. they are dead now and, like... and i'm fine wait nah. uh-huh. but
2: yeah well, what i'm saying is like yeah. if they want to get up have a swing it misses and the bad guy you know gets the dagger underneath the ribs of my character and i do you mm-hmm. know what i mean So that dope like so dope let it happen Uh, and then players just try not to because it can be very easy to do so try not to like step on the moment with your plans to bring them back, because yeah. I've seen this happen a few times, where like the players trying to have their moment, and all the other players are like, oh, who's got diamonds? Who's got diamond? Give it! Show me the, yeah, diamond, yeah. Show me like, the yeah, diamonds! Show me the diamonds! You know, like, everyone, everyone's going, everyone's going, blood diamonds. Like, uh, do you see the diamond? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, whoa! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just give the bling bang. bangs! <laughs> uh, do you see Just the? Just yelling bling bang yelling over and over and over. <laughs> bling bang. Uh, so yeah, don't go full. <laughs> Took a full blood. <laughs> 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 Where's the diamond? Bling bang, Where is it? Bling, bling bang, bling bang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I scrapped my advice. If someone dies, just shout bling bang in a South African accent. <laughs> this is why we need a third person on the show because
3: someone needs to talk right now instead of us laughing i I don't know man sometimes the funniest thing is just listening to people laugh like there's um there's (laughs) One of my favorite YouTube uh, channels, uh, Red Letter Media, I've been a fan of that for a long, long time. Uh, They did a video back in the day where they decided to just force themselves to marathon all, I think at the time, six Resident Evil movies in a row. Oh, my God. And (laughs) I don't remember which one it was, but one of the later ones (sighs) just broke them. And like they were, they were sitting there normally and then just weird things started happening on screen and they that filmed madness. themselves and it's basically four minutes of, I think three men just falling apart, <laughs> laughing so hard, like tears streaming. One of them is in physical pain. Uh, like they do, it makes like what's happening is ridiculous. Sure. It's a stupid scene. But their reactions yeah. take it to a whole the a whole joy new level. that they're yeah, experiencing yeah. Uh, takes it to a whole new level. I think
2: we've 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 gotten close to that a couple times. I seem to remember the Oliver Twist reaction. <laughs> we were like, I was well, the, really struggling. A was that, that the one? like that was re- I was struggling? <laughs> we, no, no, it wasn't. you Remember, it was like the modern Oliver Twist like trailer thing. Do, do you not remember we oh. watched like and we wa- we like did like a live react to the trailer? Yes. I remember we were like, we were struggling for the yes. rest of that episode. That was funny. That was very funny. <laughs> um, that's one that jumps to my mind. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, uh, Oh man, but no, I'm sorry. The reason I was laughing so hard as well is I was imagining every like major PC death that I've like listened to in an actual play, but then just like- The you know, rap it was and, there like, bling bang. Bling
3: bang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, uh, Like, I'm just thinking of like, an episode of d20 i won't say which one you know <laughs> yes. which one i mean everyone is
3: like <laughs> everyone is sobbing <laughs> he's like you you look at such and such like in the afterlife the afterlife scene that's so poignant uh yeah. and as they take off into the afterlife bling bang, bling bang.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all the hexagons on the dome just turn into leonardo dicaprio's face
3: <laughs> bling bang <laughs> oh
2: man oh, okay
3: is that the end of your um, advice? Or did you have more? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no, I'm doing... At <laughs> least
3: you know the title of this episode now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: let me make a note.
2: Know <laughs> that I'm gonna forget this. Bling bang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta Nothing
3: be in the new. That's gotta Bling be in the new intro. For the, <laughs> we gotta edit that in.
2: <laughs> that's gotta be added. I promise. Okay, I'm gonna put it at the beginning of this episode <laughs> so that there's no. Because my favorite thing about like. We've done this a couple of times, especially when it's like me and Liv, where we make reference to something at the end of the episode, but uh-huh. make sure we put it somewhere at the beginning of the episode so that it's just in there with no context <laughs> whatsoever. I just find that very, very funny. So. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That Whew. was- uh, Okay. Yikes. Okay. <sighs> Who Jeremy, please tell
3: yes, me. Yes, I'm gonna answer the I'm gonna answer the question really quickly. Uh <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm fine. I'm fine. the uh what I would say is um ooh, as a PC, I think there actually haven't been that many deaths when I have been a PC. I think probably really only like one or two, I think. Um one like that I- does yeah, I think Gundon is is easily the, as a PC, yeah. uh, st- stands head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, our sh- friend of the show, Ryan, uh, his mm. character perished in a very dramatic session. It was a really fun combat. Uh, it was a desperate situation. We were all trying to save them. Ended up being uh, the catalyst for a huge change in my character for the rest of the campaign. Mm. Uh, really, t- the whole campaign took a darker turn. Uh, it was part yeah. of the whole campaign, I think, taking a darker swing on the whole. Um And I thought it was, uh, yeah, that was a great moment. Um, And And I just, just, if I can
2: piggyback off the back, just just like a little bit of advice is just like, don't be afraid of it. Mm. Like, if you set an ca- encounter up to be seriously hard, mm-hmm. and not only that, like, maybe the players come in a little underprepared, or the players, um, you know, like, aren't working as a team in the way they should or whatever, like, there are so many delicious, delicious moments, uh, you know, like, narrative moments that will come out of a PC death. Like, mm. I was, like... I was kind of scrambling a little bit when Gundon was dying, just being a bit like, oh, my, like, why You had all no. these plans. Well, because, and but this is why, because literally in the next room, like, they had to, like, figure yeah. something out. In the next room was Gundon's father, who was there yeah. to meet Gundon. And I was like, no, what? This can't happen. Blah, blah, blah. But it ended up being... Narratively, like so good. Like mm-hmm. so, like way better than I could have ever planned. So yeah. just don't be afraid of it. Like, obviously, don't try and go out and kill your players mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. I would say this is very much a like one every 40 sessions, one yeah. every 50 it should be like once sessions, per
3: big, big arc. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like uh
2: and even then, like, you probably want to give them the option of coming back if they, you know what I mean, yeah. like if they really want to, whatever. Um, because that's what sorry, final thing, it's a big difference versus when you're doing it for, like, a show, right? I think for a show, I would be a lot less like, yeah, you can come back. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's much more narratively satisfying when someone, like, stays dead or whatever. Or there's consequence, right? Whereas for a home game, I'd definitely be a bit more like, Hey, look! If you really like, if you really want to, like, we can bring you in as another character, and we can make the next arc about trying to bring your character back, or whatever. Like, mm. you know, th- we could do something like that. But yeah, I, so just a slight difference to point out, just in case. Uh, you know, because I think in a show version, I think it'd be much more narratively satisfying to actually have someone perish.
3: Yes, um, I yes. When I have, whenever I have DM'd for death, I'd say as a DM, probably the most impactful death was the very first one that I had, which was in like the. I think it was the th- the main group that I used to play with. I still play with three out of those f- uh, four of those people. But uh, I think it was like the third session we ever played together. One of the Whoa. PCs made just a really boneheaded decision. It was after they defeated Draybolg. We did the, like the Draybolg thing in session two. Uh, yeah. And then they yeah. went and then one of the PCs decided to pursue Eric because Eric Balthazar, no, stole yep. their uh, stole one of their axes or something or the hammer and ran into the ran into the caves she uh, like chased him through caves that she knew was dangerous on her own one of the other pcs joined they then ended up in a combat that was intended it was balanced for the whole party but in yeah. my in my thinking i'm like i'm not gonna adjust this because they knew this was dangerous i told yeah, yeah, them it was yeah, dangerous yeah, even yeah, when they started yeah. to go this is what and happens. actually and, and what you do is you remove
2: stakes from the campaign if you then Yes, Uh, retcon that. Like if if you then, I mean, if you've made it very explicitly clear that something's dangerous, you then remove. Stakes, And, you know, that's and then it could also be unsatisfying when later like, you do kill them because you're like, oh, no, but I told you it was hard. But you're like, yeah, but you said that a bunch of times. Exactly. So it's exactly. Just important to set like a precedent. basically.
3: Yes. And so in in the in the aftermath of that, her character ended up dying. One character was defeated and then like sort of wrapped up in a spidery cocoon for feed up. They like, were going to feed on him later, but he didn't end up dying. Uh But the other one died. And this was before I really knew much about mecha- like resurrection mechanics in D&D. These characters were like level two. Maybe three. So I'm like scrambling and I'm like, cool. I make up this ritual that one of the characters had known. She had to roll. I think she rolled like a 19 or a nat 20 to recall this ritual that she knew, but she didn't remember what all of the words meant. And she basically brought that character back. But in order to do so, they had to sacrifice Um, for you guys, Glitter Bomb, that was you, you named him. They named him Bonnie Doc, a big giant (laughs) lizard who was basically a really friendly guy who acted like a dog that the party loved. They had to sacrifice him, like ritually sacrifice him to bring her back. Uh, basically what I was like, okay, this, I'm going to make this hurt. I'm going to have to yeah, make this yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's going to have Definitely. to matter. And so yeah. it's like, you can come back, but you have to lose him. And in the process, this other person, if she's going to go through with this ritual, she ends up getting, like, cursed and it turned into, but it turned into huge story bits. Like, it, it mm. had a huge impact on the rest of the campaign. And so I was actually very pleased with how it turned out. And I think that since then, I've always tried to have deaths matter like on a story level beyond just like the emotional thing it's like when that person dies it continues to come back either there's like a quest to bring them back or when they come back they come back with changes Mm -hmm, uh there's something mm -hmm. about them that's different now having died um or like maybe it's an npc who dies but other npcs loved that npc and so Mm -hmm. that will influence the pc's further relationships with those npcs like there's it's uh it's a gold mine story wise and i think uh absolutely i completely agree with everything jasper said about how to handle the emotions of it in the moment uh you Mm. should also have talked to your players ahead of time just to make sure everybody's okay with player death or character death yes because that definitely can be a line uh for sure like that can
2: absolutely be a line yes um, so
3: yeah yeah i think i think we've we've pretty much yeah, we've, we've. Yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. We've blinged yeah. the bang out of that question. We, um, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm move oh on
2: man! to
3: should the, uh, we do?
2: Uh, should we do one last question and then we'll do questions for each other?
3: Uh, we How can about? get. I can see two. There are two of these that we can you get. Got through, two because these are very do, quick. The okay, first so one is a question it. for me, uh, mm-hmm. which is from I believe it's. Why are you so hot? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, no, it's JJ. P Z or Z 4224, four, uh all saying, right. I have an important question. Can we have Clem be the Tasha Atasha slash Fizbin slash Xanathar of the Uttarum book, like the eventual Utarum source book? So <laughs> it's all written from Clem's perspective. Uh it, I will tell you right now, if it's not Clem, it'll be Jimaz uh, Full Uh Yeah, or probably not Camel, because it would all be about Tovo. It'll all be about Tovo. Hey, yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It'll just be the Tovo book. (laughs) Do you know what's actually hilarious? I could absolutely imagine Clem saying, bling bang.
3: (laughs) Bling bang? Oh, you're thinking (laughs) of Blam Jam. Blam bang. I I was thinking of Blam Jam, yeah. If Blam Blam Jam ever has a child, I'm writing it down now. (laughs) If Blam (laughs) Jam ever has a child, the child will be named Bling Bang. (laughs) You've heard it here first, (laughs) <laughs> Here my son. I'm, I'm going to ensure that we keep creating outlaws and obelisk seasons until we be I'm, I'm making a note of it right now. Uh, I have a incredible. I have a series of notes. Uh, oh, one of them? Uh, I have one of them is that Clem's family canonically lives under an obelisk and I can't remember where I got that from. <laughs> Uh but I think somebody <laughs> said that in in like a in like uh a, in in like in the Discord maybe but yeah his family incredible. canonically lives under an obelisk and now I'm writing <sighs> if Blam Jam ever has a child uh they will be named Bling Bang <laughs> Uh, okay. So that's that okay. one. That's, that's that one. That one. And yep. then the, um, the the last, uh, honestly, we could probably get to one more after this. This is the mm-hmm. question. Very simple answer. This is from Shalazar, two A's. So Azar. thank you, Shalazar. Uh, do you think you'll have any of the McElroy brothers on the podcast? I think it'd be interesting to in, either, interview either Travis or Griffin, seeing what they've done in the RPG space. And then Katie Frady seconded uh, having Griffin on. Uh, mm-hmm. Short answer is... Is probably a longer answer is both travis and clint will be at D in a castle when i believe all three of us are there Whoa. so uh okay you know, okay.
2: You know. okay let's take our mics yeah yeah <laughs> let's just saying. let's corner them let's corner them <laughs> with the mics saying and just record whatever happens afterwards yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bing, with bang. there it is <laughs> uh
3: this is the actual final question now this is from <clears throat> quail the genasi thank you quail <clears throat> the genasi uh a real stalwart makes the coolest animations has made m- numerous yes. pieces of really cool fan art for each of us i'm a yes. big fan of quail
2: i love those yeah. i absolutely love that i saw one recently of uh me as a very cool rogue and i was yeah, like, yeah that was sick. hell yeah <laughs> sick. i love this well, uh, and this good. question
3: is for you jasper oh uh Got yes. Quail says, with all the actual hey, plays Quayle. released, I have a question for Jasper. Do you think all your created characters would be friends with each other?
2: Whoa. Okay, let's run through who I have. Mooty Quoba
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh Tovo Reeves, mm-hmm. uh Duncan, mm-hmm. um Rabobadum. Yes. Um Oh, uh, um who uh, was your character? In... Yeah, yeah I yeah. uh The I wanna say Theodore. Oh my, how have I forgotten his was name? It Theodore Thor? No. no, it wasn't
3: Thor. Uh, hold on. I've got it on my put it to put him say Zedophilius love good, but it's definitely not that. No. Uh, <laughs> nope. Do you, uh, who was your character in paradox? Perfect. I just know that he was an elephant boy <laughs> who died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: Mm, somehow i've forgotten his name as well man yeah. josh hilarious is that like our listeners are screaming at us right now who yeah. know our back catalog way better tiberius armani maxton how could yes. i Yes.
3: he was a great character
2: um i think it's okay so i think it's clear to point out first of all no one gets along with tiberius <laughs> yes yeah. um well Actually, I, there's a world in which I can imagine Mooty and Tiberius getting along because Mooty might recognize, yeah. But yeah, exactly, would recognize the value of Tiberius and also be like, oh, this is this is like child's play to control you. Yeah, so that's fine. I think that might happen. Uh, Tovo and Duncan would be like. I feel like they just silently play cards and, like, wouldn't say a word to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just brood, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that would probably be a thing. Um, uh... I feel like they would both
3: hate uh, t- uh, Tiberius yeah oh
2: god no they would hate, hate him tovo a hundred percent takes a gun to tiberius's head within yeah. two
3: minutes yeah um and duncan I, they may end up killing him the two of them yeah. may seem up to kill him, and, uh,
2: maybe along with casper
3: birthright as well i've just remembered that's uh, true from running the
2: gauntlet i think casper yeah. birthright would probably be second on the list what about people. the influencer who gets killed first tiberius mm. or the influencer oh boy I don't know if they, if my fantasy characters know the true extent of the influencer's evil. <laughs> Whereas I, I think Tiberius wears it on his sleeve.
3: <laughs> yeah. And actually, you know what I bet? I bet your uh, Paradox Perfect character would become, would immediately fall under the thrall of the influencer. Yeah. Oh, hundred
2: percent. Yeah. Way yeah. too impressionable. Way, way, way too impressionable. So the answer is that definitely no, but I'm also like... I kind of want to find out what, um, the, what would, what this would be, uh, what this Mm -hmm. would look like, because I think that'd be hilarious. I think it ultimately ends with Mooty being in control of the situation, though. (laughs) Uh, his charisma is way too high, uh, Mm. and, like, the rest of them are... Well,
3: Duncan's uh, got pretty good wisdom, doesn't he?
2: Duncan's got decent wisdom, but I feel like Duncan is, like, I feel like Mooty could easily promise stuff that Duncan would be like, yeah, okay, I'll kill someone for that. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, Duncan just, like, has no morals. Like, Becomes Crime all. Lord
3: Mooty, where he's, like, Duncan and Tovo are his lackeys. I mean,
2: could you imagine? That would... They would... That would seriously scary. Like, seriously... Can we make a... Uh, can there be, like, a distant reference to this in, like, uh, a future City of the Black Rose? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like a crime lord with this, like half man, half machine, uh, boogeyman. Kootie Co- Moba. Kootie uh, <laughs> Moba. Moba and uh, Rovo
3: Teves. Kootie <laughs> Moba and Rovo Teves. Honestly, not that far off from like a Star Wars name. No, really not that <laughs> oh, far off Jedi Master Rovo Tees Rovo
2: yeah, you can absolutely imagine that You can absolutely imagine that um, Okay, cool, shall we do questions for each other? I have yes. one teed up Please um, There's been a lot of laughter in this episode, Jeremy Cobb mm. uh, And I wanted to uh, For you uh, To recount uh, Or, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a mad story, just anything In which you have Lost uh, control laughing uh, any any Ooh. situation scenario that has been a particularly hilarious?
3: Oh dang! Ha, <sighs> really, really, really funny situation. Um, oh, there was like a video that I saw recently that made me laugh really hard. Oh, what was it? I need to look this up because this I remember this I remember like watching it just being like uh,
2: i mean if we're gonna go there i mean i've got to shout out the the meme that i sent through into the group <laughs> uh which, which for anyone who hasn't seen it is uh lord of the Rings, return of the kang yeah. and uh, it's got all it, basically someone on twitter said if they're mad now wait until we make this <laughs> and it's all black characters edited onto the face of the lord of the rings poster and that got me spinning I was I,
3: laughing a lot. I just remembered. I just remembered what it was. Uh, it was. <laughs> I mean, it, probably a lot of people have heard about this one. Uh, the Reddit, uh, the Reddit post uh, was it today I fucked up? Yes, it was. It was today I fucked up. Uh, the Reddit post that recently went viral and made the news where this guy was like, hey, uh, back when I was learning how to have sex, I made a playlist of songs oh. uh, that to try and help because I heard that playing music during lovemaking would help improve your skills and sure. so
2: okay well improve when I, first started, I wasn't very
3: good uh yeah. but i made this playlist and i've been using this playlist for years and it immediately saw results and i loved it and then my girlfriend of two years just recently told me that my favorite song the one that i usually finish to she absolutely <laughs> hates she Hates it and she's hated it the whole time. And she's asked me not to use it anymore. And I was like, but I think it's a great, like, it's perfect for this. I really love it. And it was, you know, really felt taken it back and hurt. And then he was like, okay. And he took it out of the playlist. But then when he, the last time they were having sex, he started thrusting in rhythm to the music. And then she asked him to stop because she recognized the rhythm. And (laughs) Jasper, I see that you have not heard this. No, so I'm going God. to, se- <laughs> I'm oh, going no, to send you, this? The- I'm going to send you the song <laughs> oh, for those oh, of you who have not heard of this and don't mind. This is this, the song itself has no sexual content. So if you're worried about that. Uh, if for those of you who are interested in what the song is the name of the song is Bat" as in c-b-a-t by hudson mohawk i'm sending you the link to it right now jasper throw that on and i, I want to live react
0: okay in fact, we we'll,
3: in fact don't <laughs> pause it at first pause it at yeah, first. yeah yeah pause it and it. then let me know when you're ready and we'll count down and play it together and so that anyone else who wants to can experience it along with us
2: okay here we go right
3: yep all right i paused all right uh we're starting we're pressing play in three, two, one, go.
0: Oh. Okay. We're starting slow. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no 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 it's so repetitive as well i can absolutely i can sorry i want to state publicly i know where she's coming from this song is horrible this feels like i am being attacked by aliens like this is a horrible noise
3: i cannot imagine Imagine, my friend two years oh, of this two, <laughs> years. two years of the climax happening <laughs> oh, to this man. <laughs> and you have that whole intro to know oh here we go but the thing, is, thing is, is as well you know, to another know level. it's coming yes. like you <laughs>
2: know that that song is coming up
3: <laughs> but here's what sent me to another level it's so this is normal four four time so one two three four that wouldn't have been enough for her to know that that was what he was imagining in his head. No, he's got to be doing... He must... <laughs> dip, dip,
2: dip, 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 dip.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine two years of oh, someone doing... <laughs> <my> God. <laughs> now, do you think it's in, out, in, out? Or just in, out on each one? Oh, do you think I- it's... I... I can't even begin to understand. Do you understand. think it's like in out in out in out in out, or do you think it's pat 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 pat? Like, which do you think it is? Why did you pivot to pat? That's so uh, pat. That's, that's pap, the sound pap. that it specifically makes in this case. Right? Pap. Sure. 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 Pat. Okay. Pat. Pat. Or <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it's the second, which is even more alarming. Honestly, that's, um, that's very quick. <laughs> it, it is. It is. But I mean, wow the fact that he had it in his head like my dude because well, at, at this point he's struggling without it
3: he's trained himself so it, it gets him in the zone
2: oh my god maybe you should put some wireless headphones in
3: <laughs> but <laughs> the problem is she doesn't it's the rhythm and it gets, oh, puts it in her head
2: that's insane though that bro imagine the
3: first time mm. like.
2: <laughs> Matt, stop, i like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. what, the hell, what the hell is this song? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, what? It, what is this? It sounds, do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like someone's remixed the asthmatic turtle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the turtle, the turtle, well, the turtle orgasming. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, well there, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, uh, it's uh, awful.
2: Uh awful yeah well, it did not have awful. five
3: million views before that post
2: <laughs> that is the funniest thing that's even was even funnier as well is the fact that, that wasn't even a popular song before this this all happened like yes. he found this obscure song yes this horrible and obscure song <laughs> and, and he loves it the song sexy
3: but bro not only that the story took off so much that she found out that he had posted it and broke up with him
2: oh yeah and her whole family
3: knew about it too
2: yeah that's fair yeah okay well you're done goofed there you go you played yourself
3: apparently this was track 13 because there's one of the comments says we made it boys the journey was horrible loud and confusing but here we are track 13 of this nightmare shout out to that warrior of a gf 13
2: wow Mm -hmm. endurance fair yeah Thirteen. decent
3: <laughs> the, the, the number the, was 180,000 uh likes this comment a moment of silence for that poor woman suffering two years of
2: this jeez man what's wild is she suffered through two years of this but it was him telling the story that pushed her over the edge i mean i'd have been like to break up with out. him yeah that's what i mean I'd have, been, I'd have been out after like after like the third time that he put this same thing on i'd be like <laughs> Mm, are we really? Is this like a becoming a thing? Because I don't want it to become a thing. But like, uh, what if
3: Jade came to you, no, and was like, "Hey, Jasper, I was thinking,
2: I, I can say I put together a playlist,
3: <laughs> and I really think it'll. I really think oh, it'll be great. Man. Would you be oh, like, man. is the wedding off?
2: Is that <laughs> the wedding's not off? We just ain't having kids, I guess. Like <laughs> there are other it. ways. Yeah, <laughs> I can't risk it um wow absolutely incredible (laughs) absolutely incredible oh Oh, my gosh Um, just to say very quickly that uh my you'll be pleased to know that my the the the, the memory that i was thinking of also involves a french accent uh Ah, doing a french accent ah uh, yes uh, as a very quickly my mum basically uh, we got lost in france once and my mum uh got out of the car to ask a french man for directions to the flanders fields because we were trying to find the war graves and uh my mum did the most english thing that i've ever known her to do which is instead of um trying to speak actual french she spoke in a french accent and she went uh could you show me the way to the war graves uh the flanders field and i was sat in the car uh and the thing that was the funniest we were laughing and cringing and whatever in the moment but then afterwards she got back in the car and i'm not kidding she had no recollection that she had done it wow. like she did not and i was like truly an incredible uh lack of self-awareness and it was uh so so incredibly funny anyway your question to bring us home after what is the most Horrific of sexual interludes. Um, I just yeah. that song is I feel like it's burnt onto my brain <laughs> uh now. Uh yikes. Horrible. But please. I, I will away. be
3: sending this song to Johnny as inspiration for the next uh theme music for whatever setting we produce.
2: I I will <laughs> We've been talking about doing a sci-fi setting. Yes. <laughs> Now I now I kind of want him to sample this. (laughs) Just put just a little nod in there,
3: just a little nod to this in there. (laughs) The ending of it, I don't know if he made it to the end of the song, but it ends with like a. like the wow, sad so just does the same thing ending. but just tapers
2: out well, not horrible yeah
3: but like what an e- you you wanted to end with a bang not like just a the saddest... well he did well yeah there you go yeah. anyway um mm. my question for you Jasper ooh um okay uh if if you're able to answer this question cuz this could be oh. a difficult one to answer oh. uh i know that you are of course, a professional actor, yes. uh, uh, but you also have done, uh, I know, some amateur directing and you've done some assistant, I think, professional ass- yes. assistant directing uh, yes. in a professional context.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Which do you prefer? Uh, do, which do you prefer, acting or directing? Is, do you have a preference and does it vary uh, depending on whether you are in a play or something that is filmed?
2: Yes. Uh, you actually nailed, uh, pretty much like you you were halfway to my answer already. Mm. I much, much, much prefer acting on stage. I hate directing for stage. Mm. Um, uh, Why? Bec- uh so, the, okay. So I love acting on stage because you get the immediate, uh, there's the immediate connection with the audience. You get that kind of feedback, that atmosphere, it builds, you have the freedom to, uh, to explore, create new moments, uh, to, Um, just to be in a moment with another actor, um, you know, really is, I find it to be a much more immersive experience Uh, directing on stage. I find incredibly frustrating because uh, like it's just not the medium for me as a director because i am a very very visual person mm-hmm. and uh i will like to, I, I i i when the last time i directed something i got really kind of hung up on creating these kind of uh you know kind of the way that we balance the stage the kind of visual mm-hmm. uh kind of uh kind of representations of characters in scenes the, the, the music en scene. stand yeah. yes That's yeah um yeah uh, and, and like where props would be placed and how they'd be placed and like it's not like it's not like the best way to direct i don't think for st- theater I, I don't i don't think theater should be so prescribed but it's it, like it's just the way i naturally work mm. uh and then i would watch it and you know my actors would be doing an incredible job but i couldn't enjoy it because they'd be standing in the wrong place and i'd be like yeah ah! um yeah. so that's partly why and then it's pretty much the exact flip uh, for for the directing. Uh, I I I definitely enjoy uh, acting. I, like I enjoy acting all the time, of course. Uh, but I find acting for sc- for screen really tough. It's a real muscle that I have to like like you know practice and flex like if i if i get a job on screen i i'm going to classes beforehand i'm generally not that i i try to go to classes anyway but just i'm trying to like really refresh the muscle get myself back into the swing of it Mm. um because i think it's just tough like i mad respect to on-screen actors because mm-hmm. there's a lot to deal with um you're sat around for most of the day you're not doing yep. anything you are you have to get you up know, super to, early most of the you've time you gotta get up ridiculously early you've got cameras shoved in your face you're in makeup for like 14 hours mm-hmm. uh like as in like you're in the makeup for 14 hours sometimes you're literally getting makeup done for 14 hours yeah. um you know uh, i just think it's a it's it's a real it's a really tough It's a tough gig. Um, But, you know, it's still, obviously it's still enjoyable. You're still getting to act. Whereas directing, I love so much because I'm like, I literally get to do uh, the visual stuff i get to pick out every mm. single uh element of the screen and if i don't like something i can change the framing i can move things around and i can see what i'm getting right i can literally see i'm like bam that's what i that's the final piece that's the piece of the puzzle that i'm getting there and it's not like uh uh that's kind of what it's going to be you know what i mean mm. um and i'm saying this because obviously i have not yet directed anything with the budget of like you know a decent budget where i can put cgi yeah. stuff in um, yeah. but even then i still have a degree of control in the sense that i know what i've got on the camera and then i know what i can kind of put in and i can control that element as well Mm. and then a final point i would say my favorite kind of acting is motion capture because that is a combination of the two where mm. it's affect it feels like acting on stage because you have all the freedom to like express yourself um but you kind of have uh and and you have all of the like the fun of film in the sense that you can do these big grandiose things you can be a soldier you can be you know in a zombie apocalypse whatever it is uh but then you also get the, the like the best hours of both mediums like mm. it's like 9 to 5 it's a really controlled thing you have lunch breaks it's just lovely i love working in motion picture mm-hmm. so that'd be that's my order.
3: OK. OK. Yeah. Thank you. How about uh, you? Um, well, I haven't gotten to direct anything on screen, really. Um, I would say, I like I like doing comedy stuff on stage better because of the immediate sure. audience response yeah, yeah um i think comedy I th- on
2: film i mean ha- that is like a whole like i could do yeah. like a horror on film i think i think i yeah. do that pretty well but comedy on film hell no like yeah it's different beast different beast like how i don't know how they do it because i'd need a laugh track or something because <laughs> i'd be like wait am i bombing is this really bad
3: <laughs> yeah apparently that happened to Rod- rodney dangerfield when he was in um Caddyshack. Ronnie Dangerfield, a uh, huge, very, very uh, beloved and respected stand-up comedian uh, who was uh, fantastic in Caddyshack, uh, but apparently when they were doing, when he was doing the movie, he was like going, I, forget, I think he was going to the director being like, bro, I'm so sorry. I'm trying my hardest, <laughs> but to like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm bombing. I don't know what it is. And they were like, oh, no, they, they don't want to laugh because they don't want to ruin the take. They can't yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, Oh, OK, because oh. he was like thinking, I like, these sucked. people, yeah, these people should be <laughs> laughing. I'm giving it both barrels here. I'm going for like for broke every time. I, there's nothing I can do. I'm so sorry. And he was like, apparently, like, <laughs> he was just distraught. Uh, yeah. yeah, But yeah, uh, as far as I would say what I do like about acting for screen versus acting for stage is if unless I'm doing something where there's an element to it that is that feels alive and able to change every night, stuff gets real boring for me after sure. a few run throughs. Sure. And and then I start having to, like, try and make my own fun mm-hmm. uh, during shows, which I'm like, it's, it's fun. Oh, I've
2: done that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. We've done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've done that. Um, oh, no. Yeah. I think I think when I was in. uh when I was in butterfly line when I was lying on the ground after having been the injured soldier. I would oh, just yeah. reach over and untie uh, Abby's shoes because <laughs> nobody could see my hand <laughs> so I just, and she couldn't do anything about it. So I just reached over and untie her shoes while we were lying there. Uh, Absolutely incredible. But yeah, whereas like with film stuff, you got to get it right once and then you're done.
2: Yeah, no true. That's a big that's a big plus. That's yeah. definitely a big plus. To, so you pour to, a huge to, amount of energy, you're like, okay, let's get it. And then you get it. This and you're is like, everything. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's over. Yeah. yeah. So uh I think Okay, so final question to wrap it up, one mm-hmm. answer. Uh if you could like snap your fingers and be like, boom, you have like a career doing that specific type of acting, what would mm-hmm. it be?
3: Oh, that specific type of acting. <sighs> the answer would be either I haven't tried motion capture, so I might really, really like that. It would be, I don't think it would be stage. I think it would be uh, either like, it would be something filmed or recorded. Mm -hmm. Possibly voice acting, because I've really enjoyed voice acting when I've done it. Yeah,
2: voice acting's the best, man. The voice acting
3: is great. I really Uh, like
2: that. I have, this is actually very cool. I will wrap with this because I think this is like a cool thing to share, which is just like, there's going to be three video games with me in it. Uh, in, in the coming years, which is pretty cool. Yeah. One bigger than the others. Uh, I'm doing like some NPCs in one, and I'm doing some, and I'm playing like a voice, like a proper uh, uh, NPC that you can interact with that is romanceable. I think I've mentioned that on
3: the mm-hmm. show before. I think you um, we said we're going to stream it.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Great. Mm. Fine. Uh, as long as we only stream it to that soundtrack. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Every time you show up, that's the music that comes. That's
2: along. the music that gets played. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and and I'm also I've I've uh, I'm also gonna be in a feature film, uh, an animated feature film, which I think is coming out like beginning of next year, which is gonna be super super freaking cool. And I was yeah. the lead, I was one of the leads. There's like two leads in it, and I'm one of them. And I'm so freaking stoked to 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 check that out because I ha- it's so weird. I haven't I've done so many VO projects this year, and I haven't actually. Hear or any see anything? Yeah. yeah, because they take ages. Because you're effectively coming in at pre-production, like mm-hmm. when you're doing like VO stuff, they've got to like animate all the stuff afterwards. So it's like it, you know, it, you're coming in right at the beginning of the process. So it's a long way off. But I will be excited to finally see them because I'm like in my head, I'm like, was that terrible? I don't, I really don't know. Like, I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, I don't even keep the audio files. They record everything for me. So I'm like, I can't even listen to it back and find out if it sucked or not. So
3: (laughs) you have your phone there, just (laughs) surreptitiously recording the whole thing. Just,
2: just, just get, just picking it up. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's a that's a cool thing that's happening, and I'm excited for that to happen. But I think that probably wraps up this week's episode. Mm -hmm. I uh, thank you so much for joining uh, myself and Jeremy uh, for this uh, question time mailbag episode. We'll find a name. Question time, whatever these question time is cool Uh, episode of town hall. town hall why not yeah. yeah uh no we can't no in fact i'm going to scrap that now because otherwise we'll start every single episode with us doing a 20 minute bit yeah. about inviting yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, to yeah. the to, yeah exactly to the town hall and we just we we already do that f- for the running the gauntlet we yeah. already do that for the show folk spotlights yeah. we have to it not do problem. it for one of these bits
3: <laughs> uh so uh yor. without any further ado uh yeah uh jeremy where can people find you on the tentative webs you can find me on Twitter at JeremyCob1, and that is two Bs in the word Cobb, and the number one for the part where I said one. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. More and more people are doing it. One day I'll remember. Um, but go, go follow my Instagram. Maybe I'll post something <laughs> at some point. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Maybe. go go, go Maybe. do that.
2: Woo. Yeah. uh you can follow me at jw underscore cartwright you can follow the show at the number three black halflings that's three black halflings uh on facebook instagram and twitter uh and uh if you want more three black halflings in your life then you can join the uh patreon which is patreon.com forward slash tb halflings link in the description below where there is over 50 bonus episodes now <laughs> 50 bonus episodes there is so much bonus content with way more to come you, you genuinely could probably listen to like one a day till like christmas and you still probably wouldn't even be like there's a lot of bonus content on there now um so go and check that out if you want to find out more and uh and one of the great things as well i think about our bonus content is it like it doesn't really like expire. Mm-hmm. like i'm with a few patreons where like for like my football team and i'm like mm-hmm. oh cool but i have to listen to the bonus episode like now because in a week's time it's irrelevant
3: oh yes whereas with
2: us it's evergreen catalog of just sweet sweet stuff including a kickback Kick- i did a kickback with murph you did a kickback with emily yeah uh we've done some kickbacks together Maybe yeah. we should get a kickback of just Muff and Emily hanging out. I did a kickback with Patreon. Connie once.
3: I don't think we've ever posted
2: it, but it's it no, exists. No, we should definitely post that. We yeah. should definitely post that. Um, uh, so, yeah, go and join the Patreon. If you want to have your questions read out uh, in a future uh, Question Time uh, episode, then why not go over to our Discord? Again, link in the description below. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that's probably all of the announcements. We already did stuff at the top, so I will go ahead and wrap this one up. Thank you so much for listening and uh, we will see you next week so long shy folk so
3: Hello, halflings. It is your boy, J Cobb, here with a Patreon patron shout out. Get ready, folks, because we got a pile of names to get through. Uh, Thank you up front to all of you. This is amazing that all of you have chosen to help us. And we're going to start with Nate. Zabinski, Thank you, Nate. Ashley Litton. Thank you, Ashley. Josh Yeri, or maybe Yari. Thank you, Josh. Nick AF. <laughs> you really are Nick AF. Thank you. Terrence Herman. Thank you, Terrence. Steve Herrera. Much appreciated. Jake. Just Jake. Thank you, Jake. Rin Lord. Mm, my favorite Lord. Drucifer. What a name. Thank you, Drucifer. A queer little owlbear. <laughs> Is there any better kind of owlbear? Oh, Lachlan top. Thank you, Lachlan. And Niall Hammond. Much appreciated, Niall. Christian. Just Christian. Thank you, Christian. And Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Lady Taco. That feels suggestive. Thank you, Lady Taco. Zachary Michael. Thank you, Zachary. And Taylor Lovelace. Of course, Taylor. I don't know you, but thank you. Tiago Philippe. Or maybe Felipe. Thank you, Tiago. Much appreciated. Zoe Foster. Thank you, Zoe. Sophia Todd. Thank you, Sophia. Catherine Shugru dos Santos. Or maybe Shugrué. I'm not sure because the dos Santos sounds like it's of Latin descent, but Shugrué doesn't seem like it necessarily is. I, I might be wrong about that. Regardless, thank you, Catherine. Heather Thompson. Thank you, Heather. Michael Parker. Thank you, Michael. Pat Swoboda, or maybe Svoboda. I'm not sure, but thank you, Pat. Taniqua P. Thank you, Taniqua. Clayton Richards. I see you, Clayton. Thank you. Alejandro Howell Ramirez. Thank you, Alejandro. Natasha Brown Butler. Oh, thank you, Natasha. Claire Poor. Thank you, Claire. Victoria Beck much appreciated, Victoria. Elon Sloan. Thank you, Elon. The best Elon, if I do say so myself. Juju. Thank you, Juju. Danny Allen. Thank you, Danny. Mo Rincone. I'm guessing it's Rincone, although it could be Rincon, or maybe Rinsone. I'm not sure, but thank you, Mo. Ashley McCartney, thank you, Ashley. Alex Pew, thank you, Ashley. Or I just said Ashley twice. I'm sorry, Ashley. I meant Alex, but also thank you to Ashley. And thank you to Alex. And thank you to Catherine Flaumer. I'm guessing the P is silent, so I'm going with Flaumer. Or maybe Flomer. I'm not sure, but thank you, Catherine. James Paul McNeil. Thank you, James. Tyler F. Thank you, Tyler. Just Ash. Well, <laughs> we don't need any more than Just Ash. Thank you, Just Ash. Evan Bruner. Thank you, Evan. Julia Diapiernik. Oh my gosh, I just said your name wrong. It's, uh, I'm guessing it's uh, Diapirink or Diapirink or maybe Diapirink. I'm not sure, but thank you, Julia. Thank you to Dana B. Thank you very much, Dana, Bethany Davis, much appreciated, Bethany K M Bly, do the bomb, K M, and finally Krista Hendrickson. Thank you so much, Krista Hendrickson, much appreciated. That is that. This concludes the Patreon patron shoutouts for today. Thank you all so very much. We literally could not do this without you. So long, Shire folk, or rather. Pit, pit, patrons. <laughs> Alright, I'm done now. Thank you.
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.